Good evening Family Church Waterside and um, it's great to be able to connect with you in this way. Welcome to another Sunday Night Local. Um, I trust that you had a great Mother's Day but hey a happy Mother's Day to all you mums and I trust that your family have spoiled you rotten and been looking after you, making cups of tea and buying you dinner and takeaway, um, you know whatever that's looked like for you but I trust that you've all had a very very blessed uh, blessed day. Um, that's awesome and I just want to say a big thanks as well to Dan Webb. You may have noticed that behind me looks very, very different um, to what it normally looks like. And we've kind of had a change, change around at the offices um, to give it a nice aesthetic. Um, so thank you to Dan um, for all you've done in sorting out the lights, changing the whole place around. And um, we've put a lot of time and effort into that. So I really appreciate that, Dan. Thank you so much for, for doing that and for all that you do on Sunday mornings as well. Because of course, Dan is heavily involved in the whole church online service at half 10. So. Yeah, thank you, Dan, for all that you put into that. We really do appreciate you and all that you do. So, awesome. Um, definitely, you can say hi in the chat. Um, the scripture should be appearing um, up on the left, uh, the right-hand side on your screen. I'm just going to keep keeping the picture of what scriptures are being used. Um, in terms of church regathering, I just wanted to mention quickly um, that we're making a plan behind the scenes. Um, I know I've been saying this for a few weeks, but there are still ongoing things and it's, it's gradually developing. Uh, but we're not at a stage yet to reveal exactly uh, what it's going to look like, but we're looking at uh, different things that we can do in terms of Sunday mornings and, and kids' church, um, of course, but and other things like prayer meetings and, and other stuff we want to get back off the ground. Uh, Momentum's, Momentum Youth is planning to start on sun, uh, not on Sunday, on Friday, um, the 16th of April, as long as um, you know the next... Uh, phase of the government roadmap happens at that stage and then that'll be relaunching on Friday 16th of April and other things we're looking at in the background so keep an eye on your emails and texts etc and we'll keep you of course in the picture as soon as there's kind of a you know um, a very very clear plan then, then we'll make you uh, aware of what that looks like but there's lots going on behind the scenes I just want to assure you um, of that all different things that we're putting together and thinking about so great so we're going to continue um, tonight talking about the believers Toolbox. So we started a brand new series uh, last week, um, and this has kind of come off very much off the back of what Pastor Andy's been talking about on Sunday morning. Because he's been talking about the Holy Spirit, um, his whole series on keep the power on or turn turn the power on, keeping the power on in your life. And that power he's been referring to is the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. We know that we are we are temples of the Holy Spirit, and so we're going to speak off the back of that um, on the gifts of the Spirit and how and how that works uh, in our lives and you know, how God gives, gives us different gifts and how we use them, how we use them, how we uh, expect God for them, uh, etc. So God wants to empower us and he wants to equip us and, and operate in his power. And there's an awesome message this morning um, from Pastor Andy about operating uh, in the power of God. The Holy, same Holy Spirit that dwelt in Jesus dwells in us. Amen. And that's an incredible thing, isn't it? When you think about it, you know, but God, God wants us to be praying for the sick and to seeing them being set free and, and to cast out demons and, and cleanse lepers and all those different things that he, he encouraged us to do. But it's all because of the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Um, but just like, just the same things that Jesus can do, Jesus said that we would do even greater things uh, than he did. Uh, but it's all because of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Amen. So we're going to look at the Believer's Toolbox. And so just to kind of, just to recap last week, kind of where we've got to in a series, it was the first one last week. Um, we started by looking at grace and what grace was. Now, grace, the grace of God, grace of God is an incredible, incredible thing. I'm so grateful. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful and thankful for the grace 
of God. Grace can mean, uh, it's diff- kind of three different meanings here, and there's lots of different, uh, different meanings you could extract from it. But grace means God's kindness. It means God's goodwill towards us. Or you could translate it as God's unmerited favour. And that's kind of the one I, um, I like out of those. Well, all three are amazing. But the one I kind of often use is God's unmerited favour. It's, it's favour that God has given us, but it's not based on any merit. It's not based on anything that we've done. It's just a free gift from God. And that is an amazing thing, isn't it? You know, in, in our society, in our world, we have a, a phrase, don't we? There's no such thing as a free lunch or there's always or there's got to be a catch, you know, when something's free. But with, with God, there is no catch. There is such a thing as a free lunch. Grace is free. It's a free gift from God. All we have to do is accept it. And that's amazing, isn't it? And everything that we have as believers, everything that God has given us, every blessing that we have is all as a result of God's amazing grace, his amazing unmerited favour, his goodwill towards us, his kindness. You know, Ephesians, so we looked at this last week just as we recap. Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 8, Paul wrote this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Amen. We have every spiritual blessing. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through of sins in accordance with the riches that he lavished on us amen that's amazing so we have every we've inherited every spiritual blessing in christ and it's all because of his grace it's in accordance says there verse eight it's in accordance with the riches of god's grace that he lavished upon us amen so just a different aspects there just just drawing out of that it says that we, we are chosen because of grace because of god's unmerited favor that we've been chosen by god we are holy and blameless because of grace. His unmerited favour that, that has made us new. We are adopted into sonship because of grace. We've been adopted into the family of God. Amen. And inherited all the rights that we have as sons and daughters of God. We have redemption. While the debt that was hanging over our lives has been, has been removed. You know, we've been bought at a price. Jesus has paid that price and it's all because of grace. And we are totally forgiven because of grace. We are completely washed clean and made new. Amen. And all our past past is forgotten. Praise God. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. Amen. Praise God for that. That's what it says in Psalms. So you could draw all that out of Ephesians 1, 3 to 8 that we read. The different things. These are different aspects of the spiritual blessings that we've received in Christ, all because of grace. In Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, just to kind of finish off the recap. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says this in the Passion Translation. So we looked at this last week. For by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the love gift from God that, got, that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Aren't you glad about that? That salvation is, is not in any way connected to us trying to earn it. It's not human striving. It's a free gift from God. Amen. Verse 10, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So God has always had a plan for us and a destiny for us. We're saved by grace, 
um, but we're saved by grace, but for a purpose. We're not saved by good works, but God wants us to do good works in our lives. God planned in advance our destiny, the good works he would do to fulfill that destiny. So by his grace, the Holy Spirit will empower and equip us to live out our destiny and fulfill the good, good works that he wants us to do. Or by his grace, the Holy Spirit will give us the necessary tools for the job. Amen. So we're going to start unpacking that a bit more, a bit more tonight. But everything we have is because of his grace and all the gifts we're going to talk about, the tools that God's provided for us, you know, to empower us and, and equip us and to prosper us and, and, and to reach others and to, um, you know, and to prosper others as well and to minister to others. All those tools that we can receive from God are free gifts and they're free gifts of grace, his unmerited favour. That's amazing, isn't it? But the whole purpose of that is so that we can do the good works that he um, desires for us to fulfil. Amen. So let's kind of get moving on. So what are the tools that God has provided for us? So as I mentioned right at the beginning, they are the, called the gifts of the Spirit. They're gifts from the Holy Spirit and often labelled as, you know, in church circles we often call them just the gifts of the Spirit. But they're, they're gifts from the Holy Spirit to empower us and equip us. Paul wrote this in his letter to the church in Corinth. So this is recorded in 1 Corinthians 12 verses 1 to 11. It talks about the, the gifts of the Spirit. So here we go, verse one. So now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, that's talking about before you were before you were Christians, you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God. It is the same God at work. Verse, verse 7 is kind of the crucial list. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing by that same spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, all these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So everything we receive is by God's grace, and one aspect of God's grace is the gifts of the Spirit. And he gives them to us to empower us and equip us, but it's all because of his unmerited favour towards us. And we're going to kind of unpack, going to again, just, just talk a bit more about the basics or kind of the underlying foundations of the gifts of the Spirit and then kind of unpack them in more detail uh, next week, looking at the actual um, individual gifts in the next week and in the coming weeks. Now, the different types of gifts in kind of church circles in church theology are often grouped together into three three groupings it doesn't mention uh these three specific groupings but they, they're clearly um you know they're clearly good groupings to put these uh, to put these gifts into so the, the three that are mentioned there where it says the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits that in church circles they're often called the revelation gifts in the sense of those three gifts, the gifts that are given by revelation from God, when God makes you aware of something that's going, that's going on in a situation, makes you spiritually aware, it is a spiritual revelation in that situation. 
It's going to be a word of wisdom for that situation. You know, supernatural wisdom from God. Not talking about human wisdom. Human wisdom is not a bad thing in itself, but it's not talking about human wisdom. It's talking about supernatural wisdom from God himself. And his, his wisdom is far above our wisdom. Amen. Or, or word of knowledge when you become aware of, um, you know, the Holy Spirit makes you aware of maybe what's going on in someone's life. It may be a sickness that they're, that they're dealing with. Just brings you brings to your mind, um, puts thoughts into your mind of things that are going on in, in someone else's someone else's world and, and uses that for you to be able to minister to them. It's a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a discerning of spirits. We're talking about you know being able to being aware of what's supernaturally happening in a situation. And maybe it can be someone who's you know not a Christian and there's a whole load of spiritual stuff going on in their life which is not which is not good. You know, that may well have happened to you and you just you just feel you have a feeling, don't you, in your in your spirit that something's just not right. You know, maybe they're into some just, you know, just some wrong stuff uh, spiritually. And you, you just have that kind of feeling that is a discerning of spirits that you realize that something is just just not just not right in someone's life. And that, that, that Jesus needs to come into that situation and deal with it. it might be a demonic thing or stuff they've got themselves into. But that's what discerning of spirits is. So those, those three, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits they can be grouped in as the revelation gifts and we're going to look at each kind of each of these groupings um, in turn week by week then there's three more mentioned which are prophecy different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues and they're often classed as the utterance gifts a bit of a I don't know posh word but just meaning word gifts that are spoken the utterance gifts so prophecy when 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 God imparts to someone something that he wants to say and it may be to use an, uh, use an individual person, but often it's to a wider wider group of people. It could be to a connect group or to a, to a friend or it could even be for the whole church. Something that God directly is imparted to you in order to share with, with, with others, to share his heart with others. Dif- different, kind, different kinds of tongues and, and interpretation of tongues. You know, the word tongues can be, uh, sometimes people think, well, what's that all about tongues? It's like this, this thing in my mouth. What does, what does that mean? Different kinds of tongues. I've only got one tongue. So the actual word is the actual Greek word. It could be translated as languages. Okay, it's often translated as as tongues, but different kinds of languages. Or often we we talk about it in terms of the Holy Spirit. We talk about it, uh, as a spiritual language or heavenly language. Or sometimes it's even a um, you know a real language, but a language that's not learned. You see in Acts chapter two when they when when the Holy Spirit is poured out at the day of Pentecost and the, and the, and the, Peter and, and the other disciples who've been meeting in the upper room and had been anointed and baptized by the Holy Spirit, they were speaking in other languages and the people who were listening listened to them, which who for all different different areas or loads of different languages spoken spoken at that time. And and they could understand how are you speaking in our language? This doesn't make any sense. So it was a gift of the Spirit. And interpretation of tongues, interpreting what's actually been said. So they're often classed as the utterance gift. So we're going to look at those together. And then there's three more that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 12, which are the power gifts. And the power gifts, um, it mentions the gift of faith, it mentions gifts of healings, and it mentions working of miracles. Now, of course, we should always have faith. You know, we, we, we walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith. We, we're not by sight. You know, it's impossible to, to come to God without, without faith. Amen. That's, that's a reality. But it's all about the gift. When you have a specific gift of faith of believing for a healing or believing for, for a situation where it's a supernatural impartation of faith for that situation. You see that Jesus operating that um, over and over again. Now, gifts, gifts of healings. 
You know, when, when we pray for people and when they're sick, we believe that they will recover in Jesus' name. Amen. And let's talk about a specific gift, the gift of healing. Again, Jesus would operate in this time and time again to see situations supernaturally restored. Didn't matter how difficult they were, what, what had happened in the natural, then Jesus would supernaturally restore them and make those people whole and healthy again. So the gift of gifts of healing. And thirdly, which is which is connected with that, the working of miracles. And of course, Jesus did so many miracles um, you know, recorded as uh, particularly in not so much in John, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where it records just tons of the miracles of Jesus and all the amazing things that he did. He would operate in that gift of the Spirit to work miracles in people's situations and to cast out demons and, and to see people completely set free and people who who'd just been bound spiritually by things for years and years and years. And he saw them completely set free and in Jesus' name, and that's just amazing. Amen. So there's these three different groupings of gifts: the revelation gifts, which are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits; the utterance gifts, gifts of prophecy, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues; and the power gifts, the gifts of faith, the gifts of healings, and the working of miracles. And we'll kind of unpack that in the in the coming weeks in a lot more detail. But kind of look at each of those each of those groupings. Okay. But just some more foundational stuff we want to say this evening. So just, just looking at several verses from 1 Corinthians 12 that we've just read, verse 4 says this, There are different kinds of gifts, but it's the same Spirit that distributes them. Now what's interesting, we've obviously been talking all about grace and God's unmerited favour. It's because of his grace that he's lavished upon us that we've received every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now the word gift there, there are different kinds of gifts. The Greek word there is the word charisma, and it literally means grace given. So that you could say there are different kinds of of gifts given by grace, but the same Spirit distributes them. So everything, you know, is referring to back to what we've been talking about. Everything received by God is because of His grace. But these gifts are literally grace given. They, they are charisma. They're grace given by God Himself, and it's the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that distributes them to each of us. Verse seven, just to kind of look at some different verses. This verse seven in one Corinthians twelve says, "Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common." good so the gifts of the holy spirit that god wants to give us are a manifestation of the spirit of grace through our lives they are a demonstration a manifestation they show that the holy spirit dwells within us and is operating in us and, it, and it's given for the common good you know to, to to bless to bless others these are not gifts that are i mean they may well be a blessing to ourselves as we minister and using them they may well be a blessing to us but they're not specifically for the purpose of blessing us they're about blessing others Amen. But they're a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, a demonstration the Holy Spirit is working and operating in us and through us. Amen. Now, every gift is available to every believer. Amen. Praise God for that. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says, to one is given. And, and what he was addressing here specifically was um, at the time in the Corinth. Corinthian, Corinthian, that's the word, Corinthian church. So this is written in 1 Corinthians. It was, it was the church um, in Corinth, the Corinthian church he was writing to. And there was a kind of a whole load of chaos. People were talking over each other and it was kind of just not, just, just not function. It wasn't, it wasn't effective and wasn't, it wasn't fruitful because there was just so much disorder um, in what was going on in the service. And, you know, and, and God gave Paul, you know, the responsibility of basically sorting out um, this disorder. Um, you can read more about that. We haven't got time to specifically look at that, but you can read more about kind of what Paul was addressing there. That's in 1 Corinthians 14, so a couple of chapters later, verses 26 to 40. 
But he said to one is given. He was addressing the chaos of, the, of, the, of those gatherings. You know, he said there's, there's an order to this. There's, there's an order to this. To one is given this gift and to one is given this gift. God was saying, I've got an order to this. It doesn't mean to say we can't believe God for all the gifts. Okay, like one person can only have this gift. One person can only have this gift. What he was talking about is it, God is not a God of disorder. It needs to be fruitful and effective. For example, if you've got someone prophesying and someone speaking in tongues at the same time and you can't hear what either of them are saying, well, that's clearly not going to work, is it? So he's saying to one is given this gift, to one is given this gift, and it needs to work effectively and you know, may have to wait for others and, and you know, take your turn, etc. just for it to be effective and fruitful so that it can have, you know, the, so these, the power of these gifts can be fully demonstrated. Amen? Now, I brought a few tools for me this evening just to make a practical demonstration, you know, because in, in a natural sense, when you have when you have tools and um, every man and I'm sure lots of women as well have tools and um, maybe it's not every man has tools either. Maybe it's a woman um, in some people's families. It's a lady doing all the DIY. Awesome. Brilliant. But I brought some tools with me tonight and I just want to do a practical demonstration with them just because the reality is, you know, different tools do different jobs. So here's here's kind of one. I brought with me this is called a hacksaw which I'm sure you know it's called a hacksaw and is specifically for it's not for cutting wood if you don't if you try and cut wood with it you'll get nowhere you need a, a proper big saw for that a wood saw in fact <laughs> but hacksaw is good for cutting metal and for cutting metal pipes and things like that but you need the right tool for the right job if you try and knock in nails with it you're not going to it's not going to get anywhere if you try cutting wood with it you're not going to get anywhere it's created for a specific purpose which is cutting through cutting through plastic like plastic pipes or cutting through cutting through metal um or at least thin metal anyway fat metal will never get through <laughs> but thin metal pipes copper pipes and things like that is is brilliant for that here is a drill a dewalt drill and um, other makes are available a, a drill and this is great obviously they're including the name for drilling for drilling holes and you know again it's no point trying to knock in nails with it it's no point trying to uh, saw a piece of wood with it because it's not going to fulfill its purpose because it's going to be rubbish at doing those things. But for drilling holes, and then you can put this into hammer mode as well, which is used for, which we, some of you may know, it's used for going into like um, solid brick walls and stuff. Um, then it'll, it's like a knife through butter. It's, it's just amazing how much power it has and certainly saves you a lot of time. I don't know how in the world they used to do these things before, before these amazing tools were invented. I, I, very very hard work just to put up some shelves or something especially if you're going into brickwork but anyway it's, it's an amazing tool but it but it has a specific purpose and if you try and use it for the wrong purpose it's it's going to be absolutely it's going to be absolutely rubbish here's a screwdriver a phillips screwdriver specifically and and they're awesome they're awesome for well putting in screws and um and removing screws but again if you try to Hit a nail with it, it's going to be absolutely useless. It's only got a small little tip at the end, it's going to be rubbish. If you use it for cutting wood, it's going to be rubbish. If you use it for drilling holes, it's not going to be effective at all. But for putting in screws or removing screws, um, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Just a couple more. A pair of pliers. A great tool. Great for prising things apart or for, or for, uh, for gripping things like gripping a nail if you need to hit a, hit a nail in um, with a hammer show you my next one there if you need to hit a nail in with a hammer then it's great for that or just for you know, forcing things apart then it's brilliant for that but again don't try and saw a piece of wood with it or saw a piece of metal or, or drill a hole with it it's going to be useless it's got a very specific purpose and then finally the good old hammer awesome for knocking in uh, for knocking in nails and yeah brilliant for that don't try and do it 
without a hammer, it'll be very, very hard work. Uh, brilliant for doing that. And it's got a very, very specific purpose. Again, it's gonna be rubbish for removing screws. It's gonna be rubbish for, for putting screws in a wall. Don't ever hammer screws into walls. That's not <laughs> what they're for. Um, just, just for nails. And you can't saw a piece of wood with it. And, you know, you can't drill, can't drill holes with it. Um, you can't cut metal with it. It's gonna be rubbish for all those things, but for knocking in nails, it's, it's fantastic because that's what it's designed for. So the reason for showing you all those things, okay, it's not a DIY, <laughs> DIY lesson tonight, but the point is that different tools do different jobs and you need the right tool for the right job. And, and just like in, in, um, in these kind of practical examples, there's always a right tool uh, for the right job. There's always a tool to get the job done. And they're all about making your life easier and make it much, much more effective and, and quicker to get the job done. But there's always the right tool to get the job done. So let's kind of move this back to spiritual application. So our responsibility as believers, believers who are full of the Holy Spirit, is to keep the tool bag that God has given us close by. To keep those tools close by and to put our hand into the toolbox whenever we need a spiritual tool. Amen? Do you know, because the reality is tools, of course, are not useful unless they're utilised. There's five tools I just showed you. If they never ever get removed from the toolbox, then basically all they're doing is sitting there, isn't it? They've been created and designed and manufactured, but unless they're actually utilised, they're completely, completely useless. They're not fulfilling their purpose. So God wants us to be, one, to keep the toolbox near, nearby, to keep that, and to be ready to put a hand in there and to, to get the spiritual tool and to also get the right tool. And he will always provide the right tool for us, because remember, he always provide the right tool for the right job. The right tool to get the job done. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11 says this, all these are the work of the one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Amen. So God, so again it's just shown now that God will give us the right tool for the right job. He distributes them to each one of us just as he determines, just as he decides. He's provided every spiritual tool necessary for every job whatever he's called you to do in ministry whatever he's called you to reach whatever he's called you to reach um in your world or in your in your workplace in your in your, in your neighborhood um in, in your family whoever he's called you to reach and and to touch and to you know just to just to minister to in terms of what we're talking about tonight the ministry of the holy spirit he would always provide the right tool he would distribute to each one as he determines amen praise god 1 corinthians 12 verse 31 says it says, Paul says, now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Look in the, the Passion, that's the NIV, the Passion Translation, that same verse says this, but you should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. That's an interesting translation, right? You should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. So what it's saying here is we, we need, we, all we have to do is ask God for the gifts, but we should boil over with passion. We should earnestly desire them. God wants to give us these gifts, but we need to desire these gifts from God. Remember, that's one of those, it's a demonstration, sorry, of, of faith, isn't it? And faith is all about seeking God and believing him and, and coming to him with expectation that he's going to give us what we're believing for. And God wants us to come expectantly, to boil over with passion, to eagerly desire those gifts from God. But we just need to ask him, but just come with, with passion and to earnestly seek him for those. You know, the reality is if you don't ask, then you don't get. But God just wants us to ask him. You know, the words of Jesus, he talks about ask, seek and knock and you'll receive. Amen. Matthew 7, verse 7 to 11, it records that. It says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. 
Knock and a door be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, and, and God isn't here labelling, or Jesus isn't here labelling us as evil people, because obviously our sinful nature has been dealt with, but he's, what he's saying is here how we're evil in comparison, in comparison to who God is. Okay? If you then, though, who, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, you know, as parents, if, you, if you're a parent, listen to this, or we've, we've all been children, right? And received gifts from parents, hopefully. Um, we love blessing our kids, right? We love giving our kids, our kids gifts and, and just kind of just spoiling them with gifts. And God wants not spoiling them in a bad way, but just blessing them, blessing them with gifts. And God, God loves giving us gifts as his children. Amen. As we talked about, one of the spiritual blessings of Christ is we've been adopted as sons and daughters into the family of God. And God is our father. He loves to give good gifts to us, his family. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask them? So if we as human beings love blessing our kids, our natural children, how much more so is our perfect Father, the good, good Father, our, our perfect Father in heaven, how much more does he like blessing his children, us, with, with good gifts? Amen. So God will answer our prayers when we ask him for the right tool. So let's earnestly seek him, earnestly seek and if you desire the best gifts, boil over with passion. In fact, as the Passion Translation said, in seeking those, seeking those gifts from God. But God loves to bless us as his kids. When we, God will always ask for the right tool, for the right gift, for the job that he has given us to do. So keep the toolbox by your side. You know, and in the, in the coming weeks, as I said, we're going to start looking at the individual uh, gifts, all those tools. Uh, we'll start looking at them next week and kind of unpacking that, the utterance gifts. Um, and the power gifts and the revelation gifts and look at those over different weeks and how those how those operate in our lives and how God wants us to you know desire and use us how he wants to empower and equip us to reach others um, through those different gifts so we're looking at that in the coming weeks but just that's what I just want to leave with tonight let's be a people who understand what the toolbox is that everything we have is by the grace of God and his unmerited favor his kindness his goodwill towards gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, are part a demonstration of his unmerited favor towards us and God wants to bless us as, as his children amen and because of his grace we have these gifts they literally mean mean charisma grace given they're grace given by God to empower us and equip us for all that he's called us to do for all that he wants us to do in our lives isn't that great that God hasn't left us alone and I know he promised he never leaves or forsake us I don't mean literally left us alone what I mean he hasn't left us alone unequipped he's got he's got a way of doing it you, know, you can go into situations, can't you? And God's asked you maybe to speak to a certain person, like say a person at work, and to talk to them about Jesus. And you can kind of, in the natural, kind of think, well, God, where do I even start with this? I don't know what to say. How are they going to react? How am I going to answer their questions if they've got um, you know, difficult questions, that kind of stuff? But God will give you the gifts in those situations. God will give you words of wisdom and words of knowledge. And we'll look over those in future weeks and things like that just to um, make you aware of what's going on in the world, to spiritually discern what's going on, um, etc. And if they need healing, to give you gifts of healing, all those kind of things that, that God will use, will give you the toolbox to equip you for the job in hand that he has for you. Amen. Praise God. Let's just pray to close. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you, Lord, that everything we have is as a result of your grace your unmerited favour towards us, Lord. And that's also true, Lord, with the gifts of the Spirit. I thank you, Lord, you never want to leave us unequipped. 
oh God. You want us to be equipped and empowered for every, for, for every situation, for, for our destiny, that all you've called us to do. Lord, you want us to be equipped in those situations. Lord, we look at the life of Jesus and how Lord, he always, he always operated, Lord, Lord, just with power in every situation or with insight, Lord, in every situation. And that's all because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that operated within him. Lord, and Jesus himself said, Lord, we could do greater gifts than him. So, God, we just, Lord, thank you for those gifts. And I pray you just used us for your glory. Lord, I pray, Lord, we will be a body of people that passionately, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, Lord God. We don't just think, well, that would be a great thing for somebody else or that would be a great thing for the, for the pastor or, or, or church leaders. But I don't know about little old me. Lord, I pray, Lord, Lord that Lord, none of us will have that attitude. Lord, we realise that the gifts of Spirit are for each one of us. Each one of us, where the Holy Spirit dwells within us, where we're a temple of the Holy Spirit, you have these gifts to empower us and equip us. You have a destiny for us. Lord, there's ministry you want us to fulfil, Lord, in this world. Lord, and, and everyone you want us to reach and, and to touch and to Lord, bring into your kingdom, Lord, and to see healed and set free and delivered. Lord, you're going to give us the gifts of the Spirit, Lord, for that situation. You're going to give us the right tool, Lord, for, for each job. Thank you, Lord, for the truth of that. Lord, and I pray that we would just passionately desire those gifts of the Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. So I trust that that's really spoken into your life tonight. I'm looking forward to the future weeks, just unpacking um, each of those different gifts of the Spirit and how those operate um, in our lives. So, so tune in again uh, next week. And don't forget to stay connected with all the different things that are going on um, through the week. Um, just, uh, check out the weekly update email that was sent out last Friday. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we'll make you aware as soon as it's um, the clear plan going forward in terms of physical gatherings, um, we'll make you, you know, make you aware of that course. But have a very, very blessed week and myself and Wendy are praying for you all and we miss you all and just praying for God's peace and prosperity and blessing over you and your families at this time. Bye.